Hello and welcome back. Thank you for joining us for another episode of BNI San Diego. And I'm excited today because I'm joined by one of our amazing members, Jen McWaters. Jen is the, I guess, owner, founder of Awakening Holistic Health. Jen, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Ed. I'm really glad to be here. That's exciting. I'm, I'm excited about our topic on uh, limiting beliefs and how we can kind of walk through them. But before that, uh, tell us a little bit about you and your background. Yeah, so I am trained as a psychologist. I've been a psychologist for over a decade. And over the last year or so, I've shifted mm -hmm. into coaching as well. And um, that stems from my love of integrative mental health, holistic health, and really wanted to help and empower women, especially female business owners, to be able to live with life work harmony. I like to say harmony instead of balance because balance is inachievable, but harmony is because everything's interwoven. There's no perfect way of balancing the two. So help women heal from burnout and stress and be able to create the life that they want using holistic tools. Oh, Ed, you are muted. Oh, wow. Thank you. So <laughs> your your specific genre is working with, with women. Mm -hmm. Do you work with men as well or or predominantly women? Just women for coaching. Okay. Right Terrific. That's fantastic. And, and I'll tell you, if there's if there's any better of genre to of people to to coach and come alongside, it's women with all the things that you know, with if depending on if they're a mom or, you know, in the workforce, whatever it is, there's all kinds of things to juggle. And that element of burnout, as you said, is, oh my gosh, so many people I've known and, and not just women, but men as well. Um, mm -hmm. But I love the fact that you're tailored to really work with our female population. That's awesome. Yeah. Something I'm passionate about. And obviously I, I get it as a woman myself and a lot of the pressure is self-imposed, you know, being actually a business owner, you're naturally a high achieving, high performing person. And that usually leads to a lot of um, mindset things that we'll oh, yeah. talk about mindset today, but things that get in the way of being able to create that harmony and sometimes just giving yourself permission to slow down as well. So sometimes we need that outside uh, permission to be but able to create that life. You know, that's an interesting perspective to to actually give yourself permission to, you know what, it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and, and again, going back to that mindset topic. Well, I'm excited today because we're, we're touching on an area that for a lot of people, especially business owners, um, is, is really challenging. And it's those limiting beliefs. You know, uh, we, we had a, a couple of guests ago, um, we talked about the imposter syndrome and you know, the, it, again, another element of limiting beliefs in that. So I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Me too. Yeah. Let's so jump take, in. I'll let you start and take it away. Sure. So you and I had talked about how we see mindset issues often come up when it comes to starting, running a business, selling. There's so many um, thoughts and misconceptions even that come around business. And these are things we're not taught like you might go and learn how to create a business and start a business, but most people don't do the work to look at how mm. they might themselves become a block in their business and their business growth because we take our beliefs and our thoughts as fact. So one important concept to remember is that thoughts are just thoughts. Just because you have a thought doesn't actually make it true or a fact. So now that's a that's a that's a mind-blowing concept, <laughs> right? Because 
Well, oft- often, myself included, it's like, you know, this is what I've thought about, so this must be true. Yes, yes. And we take feelings as fact often as well, mm-hmm. right? Like, especially, I think of discomfort. And we often mm-hmm. think if something's uncomfortable, it's bad, or I shouldn't be doing it. And sometimes that might be true, but sometimes it might not be. And we know when we um, run a business, we're going to be uncomfortable a lot. For, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it made me chuckle because if, if you're not used to being uncomfortable, you probably don't want to be a business owner. Yeah, exactly. And that was a hard lesson for me personally. I learned like, wow, I'm going to have to do a lot of really uncomfortable things if I want to see my business grow and get to the place where I can really help people and amplify my reach. I have to do lots of uncomfortable things. And to do that, I had to work on my mindset. Mm. So let's talk a little bit more about that, the the idea of mindset and how much it plays into exactly what we're talking about. Because obviously that's where our our limiting beliefs, everything begins right in here. Um, so we've got to sometimes, what's the term I heard? You've got to learn to unlearn what you've learned so you can learn. <laughs> reprogram. Yeah, we really learn how to that's, reprogram. That's a much easier way to say it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'll kind of use myself and then a, um, a client as an example here. I'm keeping everything anonymous, but absolutely. So for myself, so I'm actually self-proclaimed introvert. Okay. So for me, even doing things like joining BNI, mm-hmm. I would never like my myself three years ago would laugh right now and say like, "There's no way you'll be doing that." A on a podcast, B in BNI, C doing a, a, a you know business which requires me to sell. Sidebar: Everyone's always selling something. So, but there's beliefs around selling right. that I had to work through. So I had this belief that well, because I'm an introvert, I'm not good at selling. That was Ooh. a belief I had. And I had to work with my own coach to really look at that and unravel that and say, is that actually true? And A, what is selling? And B, does that mean that I can still sell in my own way with the way that I'm wired and you know, my temperament, all those things? So getting through that and blocking that was huge for me because here I am today doing something I never thought I'd do, be on a podcast. Well, and one of the things that you said just a second ago clicked as well, because you said you, you, with, with, the way that you go about selling. I think sometimes those, the elements of, of disbelief or, or feeling like we're not able to is because we're looking at other salespeople and going, I can't do that. Yes. And, and that may be the case, but we have the ability to do it our own way. So yeah, is that where, is that where some of that reprogramming comes in to realize that, you know what, you can do it and you can do it your way. Definitely. There's so much more flexibility in things than we probably think because we look at something, we stereotype, like you said, we make all these assumptions like, okay, I'm out. I'm not going to do that. So similar to that, um, my example is I had a client who came in and said, well, no, again, I'm introverted. I'm shy. I'm not good at groups or selling or doing anything aside from one-on-one. So because of that belief she had, she opted out of opportunities to meet in groups, present her business, do networking. So she wasn't able to grow in the way and scale it the way she wanted to because she had this belief that that's not the way I can do it. So in talking, I we had that same conversation about selling that I kind of worked through and said, hey, did you know that as you're talking to me about your business, your passion, you're actually selling, selling me on your business? She's <laughs> yeah. like, what? What? I am? Yeah. 
it's really in some ways so simple, but we have all these complicated beliefs around things that get in the way of just seeing it as it is. So this belief for her was really blocking. So even just one conversation, she felt so unblocked of like, wow, okay. So I actually know how to sell intuitively. I, I know how to sell my business and maybe I can sell in a way that feels okay for me. So maybe mm-hmm. she won't be someone who goes and speaks in front of 200 people. The high pay, the high, what do they call it? High energy seller, the, the, the pusher, the, yeah. Right. And I'm not, that's not me either, but that doesn't mean she can't work on and grow towards going to a small networking event mm. and, and then establishing one-to-one connections in that group, Absolutely. which is her forte. So is it, is it helping people reframe? what they're doing or how they're again managing their beliefs or reframing i guess that's the word i think of yes yeah i love using reframing yeah you can think about reframing it or even i like to use the metaphor of glasses like you're you're wearing glasses today but a lens that you're looking through so when we look at you know to put different glasses on or sunglasses things are tinted a certain way it's a perspective that we look through so i ask people hey can you look at the way you see things as a lens, not necessarily as fact. So just because you have blue glasses on doesn't mean the whole world is blue, <laughs> right? So can you start to either change the lens if you need to, if it's going to help you to reframe or reframe the lens, literally take off those glasses and just have just have that awareness that this is a perspective and a lens. Again, it's not actually necessarily true. You need to really test it out and check the facts on it before you just jump to that conclusion because our thoughts dictate our feelings and our behavior. So these beliefs are really powerful. So how do you, when, when someone's at this point and they're butterflies and they're getting uncomfortable with just even, I'm sure that there are listeners right now that just listening to this, they're getting stressed out. Sure. You know, how does, how does someone uh, you know, in, in working with clients and working with some of the, the amazing people that you have, you know, when they get to that point of <clears throat> uneasiness, excuse me, uh, you know, what are, what are some encouragements that you give them or things that they can think about to, again, to reframe? It's like, get you out of that mode and let's bring you back over here. Yeah. I like doing a mind and body approach. So from like a body approach, there's tools you can use to just calm down your nervous system. So for example, if you are introverted and groups are anxiety provoking, there's tools you can use, breathing techniques to be able to keep your nervous system regulated so you can access your frontal lobe. Because when we are heightened in our anxiety, it's hard to think clearly. It's hard Mm. to have conversations, right? Your thoughts get muddled. So it is important to be able to manage your physical anxiety in those situations. On the mind end, I like actually having people write out the process of identifying what's the thought or belief getting in the way. So we work together to identify what's that belief. So it could be again that I'm not good at blank or I am bad at selling. And then we look at what is the evidence to support that belief, both evidence for that belief and evidence against And typically, most often, there isn't really evidence to support that belief 100%. It's a feeling. But there's a lot of evidence to maybe challenge that, but they need help usually seeing seeing it from different perspectives. Again, that example for that client of like, no, actually, you what you did just now is selling, just maybe not the way you thought it was. So after doing that evidence process, I then help them reframe it and to create a new balanced, more helpful belief or sometimes they call it a power thought. That's going to help propel you to where you want to be. So maybe it would be, you know, going from I'm bad at selling to 
I am able to sell in my own way. And that's going to amplify my business if I can step into that role, something like that. Oh, and I can imagine just as you were saying that, just the thought of it just gave me energy. And yeah. you know, those little things that you said, like propel you forward, that is one of those things. I love that. Yeah. And that is, it's just, it's not like we're going from, you know, this unhelpful belief to a really out of this world, crazy, impossible thought. We're just trying to get to a realistic, balanced, factual place. But that gets us unstuck because the thought that I'm bad at selling is going to keep me really stuck. I'm like, what do you do with that? You know, I'm like, well, that's it. Like, I can't do my business. But I'm bad at selling. I'm not going to grow. All these other negative thoughts funnel out of that. If we can just say like, you know what? I can sell and I can learn how to sell my own way. This is a skill I can learn. This is not, uh, you know, in a a what's that word but it's not something that can't you change. were born with it there you, know, you go things. yes yeah. yes exactly it's something that is so totally a learned skill well and and being able to talk in front of people or whatever it is do you find that a lot of these limiting beliefs have come from years worth of of inner dialogue or in looking back you, you know years ago i had that friend or that boss that told me oh you can't do that and then you glom onto it and then that's the dialogue that kind of goes forward. It can start from there for sure. I think a lot of people have early on life experiences that start to frame their beliefs for sure and, and how they view themselves. And then we actually sabotage ourselves by staying in that lane. So again, ah. if, if I had those so bad social experiences as a kid, right? I was labeled as shy then I'm going to tell myself, I'm a very shy person. I don't do groups. And then I'm going to avoid groups. And what does that do? Mm. That actually takes you away from the chance to practice that skill. And that becomes self-fulfilling prophecy too. Oh. So just like if I work in, walk into a party or a networking event and I tell myself, I'm not interesting. People won't like me. People want to talk to me. I have nothing to offer. I'm anxious. I will behave in such a way that oh. I might actually create that. That might become the reality because mm. I'll look a certain way non-verbally. I might pull myself away physically and people won't approach me. I'll look unapproachable. So I'll actually create that that belief or that belief will become my self-fulfilling uh, prophecy and reality. That's such a powerful thought. And I mean, I know that throughout my life, I've had some of those moments, it, but it's amazing how, you know, the, the when, when you were talking about, you know, the element of speaking or whatnot or going going to a networking mixer or going to in a room where there's a, a, a ton of people T to some extent, although people may not believe it. I am also an introvert. I love people. I get energy from people, but there's those elements when I'm an introvert. And, and if I, I know myself well enough, if I'm walking into a large group of people and I don't know anyone, I'm going to be completely introverted because of and that's what I've made myself believe. But you, bring a friend along, someone I know, and now that exact same room, I can be the life of the party. Yes. It's, it's amazing how the the comfort or, you know, uh, the whoopee, whatever that, that may be, um, that, that it can give us energy. Knowing, just even knowing one other person in the room can make the difference in how you interact. What, I mean, what do you, you see that with people? For sure, for myself as well. And you're right, there's nothing woo-woo about it. It's just the reality that our our beliefs are really powerful and they impact us in many ways, sometimes very unconsciously, we're not even aware. And like you said, just having one little factor change, like, okay, I have a safe person with me so I can 
like there's at least someone I can talk to. So mentally that gets unblocked for you're like, okay, I'm good. Like there's some familiarity here. And there's ways to create that. You can bring someone, you can again work on your mindset, which I recommend everyone do, and have those power thoughts. So maybe for me, if I was walking, because I can struggle with the same things as you, Ed, if I'm walking to a networking event, one thought that I have that I like to use is people have or want what I have to offer. Ooh, yes. So when I walk in, it's like people want what I have to offer. That's a whole different energy than will people want what I have to offer. Yeah. It's like, no, people do want what I have. To, I know that what I offer is amazing. I just have to tell people about it. Simple. I don't even have to sell. I just have to be of service and connect. Keep it simple. Well, and and at the core of it, that's what selling is. Although selling has been made to look at again, I, I so when I came into BNI 18 years ago, I came in in the auto industry. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you get, you know, no better other than other than our attorney friends out there. The 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 used car salesman or the car salesman rap. It is so true, right? Because they're because of of how things have been done. Well, I I was very successful because I didn't do it like every other car salesman. It was about building relationships. So you know where where even selling cars, I never thought I could do. But when when the owner, his name is John Allman, um, sat across at a table from me, and he said, "Ed," he goes, "I know that you don't know how to sell, but that's why I want you. What you do know how to do is build relationships, and that to me is." is far better than someone who knows how to sell. And that that belief that he shared with me really propelled me to to be able to be an amazing car salesman because it wasn't about selling, it was about building a relationship and then fulfilling a need that they had. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And that's I think why not to shameless plug to be an I, but that's why it's so successful and why I love it because while I'm in a group and in a room, like I'm, I'm, I am one-on-one, like I am focused on those yes. building relationships. And then again, the networking and the selling happens naturally because of that. It's not like I'm going and think I'm selling to my group. I'm just connecting with them being me and relating. And again, trusting that people want what I have to offer. That's it. And, yeah. and as you said, the beauty of BNI is we actually, we actually encourage people not to sell to the group. That's not what you're to do. You're right. to sell, you, you, you coach and share and teach through the room, not sell to the room. So that's right. a good observation as well, which makes it a very comfortable environment because now you're just, you're with a group of people who encourage you um, because it can be scary coming into a business environment. And we get a lot of small business owners who've been very good at their craft, very, very good at their craft, but they don't necessarily know how to run a business. It's the Michael Gerber e-myth you know, element, if you've ever read that book. Uh, and it, I highly recommend it. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, but, you know, a lot of people start out, and, and I think you did as well as I did, where you start out with something that you're really good at and, and love. And then it's like, okay, how do I turn this into a business? And then having to learn those skill sets, um, it can be challenging for some people. Yeah. And usually that it is. It's not that you know, businesses sometimes don't work out, not because of especially in the service space industry, not because the service isn't wonderful. It's because people don't know how to market and sell it and don't do that work. Because for me, it's like most of my work right now is still learning that, learning how to to build that brand awareness and service awareness. It's not so much the actual service itself. Well, and I hope from what you just said, I hope that we, again, it's mindset. I hope that we continue to have the mindset of I'm always learning. I'm always growing. 
I can always get better. And there's always someone out there that needs something that I have. Uh, and and that's, I mean, that's ultimately what a, a, a sale is. It's the exchange of, of something that you need and, and going out and getting it. Um, so this has been awesome. I, I'm thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I've actually learned a couple of things, uh, some things that I need to implement as well. So, you know, before we, before we head out, we've got a lot, I would imagine a lot of our listeners, as we talked about earlier, there's probably some that are cringing, even listening to the conversation, but if you had some words of wisdom and advice outside of, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to give you a plug and, you know, other coaches and therapists, you know, if you're struggling in these areas, go find a coach, go find a therapist that you can kind of talk through these things with, because it will make a huge difference. The most successful people out there have coaches. Think about the, those, the athletes in that, because it helps them look at things from a different perspective. So you, Jen, as a coach, um, you know, in all the areas that you do, um, what are some words of wisdom that if somebody's struggling, that may be able to help them either be willing to go out and get some help or just some key things to as simple as learning how to breathe? Yeah. Well, I think you, you, you did some of my work for me there, Ed, because <laughs> I was going to share that to, to not be, um, ashamed to get help and ask for help because, Again, for me, I have my own coach, you know, like the best coaches have coaches, the best athletes have coaches. So I th really think if you really want to grow, you have to be willing to humble yourself to receive help and acknowledge that you might have some blind spots because you could, we all do. We all have blind spots. So just acknowledge, just know that everyone's in the same place there and there's nothing to be ashamed of to ask for help. And it's the best investment you can make in yourself. Think of it because business owners always think about like costs and all that. Mm -hmm. We have to look at it as an investment. Just like for me, BNI is an investment. It's an investment in relationships, investment in my business. It's not just a cost, whether it's time or money. And coaching is the same thing. Therapy is the same thing. Getting help is investing in yourself. And that's the only way to amplify your business. You have to invest in yourself first. Your business is you, but she's small business. It's all you. So if you weren't taking care of you inside, and out, mind, body, soul, relationships, your businesses will not flourish. Mm. So it's really pivotal for your business success for you to have your personal development success as well. Wow. Talk about a fantastic way to end our podcast today. You know, really that I, I love the the imaging of investment because that's what we're doing. And we're investing back into ourselves. That's ultimately going to pay dividends, which is why we make those investments. You wouldn't make an investment if if there was no idea of a return on that investment. So, man, oh, Jen, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure for our listeners. Uh, if you would like to to reach out and connect with Jen, her information is in the down in the notes. So make sure you uh, click on her website, email address, reach out to her. She's phenomenal. She's here in San Diego, but I believe you go outside of the walls of San Diego, correct? My business is mostly virtual, so I can see people really all over the world for coaching. And if you know of an amazing uh, female professional or a, a wonderful female in your life that could use some uh, coaching or just some reframing, make sure that you reach out to Jen to be able to help them and support them. That's the uh, as a loved one, that's one of the best things you could do for them uh, because it, it it will literally change somebody's life. Jen, again, thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to having you back on in the future because this topic was so much fun. 
I'm looking forward to other ones as well. I would love that. It's been a pleasure, Ed. Thank you for having me. And for our listeners, we look forward to seeing you next week on another fun and exciting episode of our BNI San Diego podcast. This episode of the BNI San Diego podcast has been brought to you by Cruise Productions, a San Diego-based video production company and proud BNI member. You can find us at the intersection where business and creativity meet or online at cruiseproductionsinc.com.